0: Hello and welcome to your GG Replay for Monday, November 29th, 2021. GG Replay is your Monday, Wednesday, Friday show where we break down the latest in gaming news hosted by us, the Goodnight Goofs, a place for games and a place for goofs. We're, you know, we're workshopping the slogan there, but you know, I haven't said goofs in a while. It's fun to come back to it. My name is Paul and I'm joined as always here by Matt. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing pretty
1: good. I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, got off Thanksgiving weekend here yeah. in the good old U.S. of A. And uh, you know, saw both sides of my family. Saw some friends that I haven't seen in, I guess, almost three years now. So it was a good time. It was a good that time. It was. Cool. It was a great weekend. It. It actually. It, it's weird. It, it. It felt like it flew by, while at the same time, also it was like a solid four days of just like chilling and relaxing and having a good time
0: yeah well like you said before like certain jobs you had in the past didn't always give you all the time off for thanksgiving right so it's nice to have like that four-day block uh and also post-covid here i mean it's not post-covid necessarily but people are able to get together now a bit more uh and that is nice uh because you know i think it made it all the sweeter um yeah having you know that that last year
1: yeah it was good times i'm glad that uh that I was able to, uh, to enjoy a good Thanksgiving with uh, with all the people that I care about.
0: Love that. What a wholesome way to start the show. Now, let's get right into it. Just want to remind everyone that if you come across any necessary corrections in today's episode, you can send them over to ggreplayshow at gmail.com so we can address them in the next episode. Man, no one can see you drinking LaCroix anymore, Matt. It's all, I know. Uh, it's sad. It's all no more video for that. We'll just have to describe what you're drinking. Uh, no one can judge me for drinking Red Bulls the entire time uh, now. <laughs> all right. No one did, but you never know. Uh, all right, Matt, the review is kind of in. Mm. Uh, Halo Infinite uh, does have 10 reviews on Open Critic. However, there's no campaign. So all these reviews are kind of for multiplayer, but because of the nature of the game, you know it's it's a free to play multiplayer it came out early but they're both called halo infinite and i think it's all it's all meant to be the same package so it's a little confusing so this got an 87 on open critic obviously it's out now you can play the free to, if you haven't heard about halo you can play free to play <laughs> halo infinite multiplayer right now i'm sure if you are even remotely interested you've already done it it's there uh, 87 is a good score uh, maybe a little undeserving It'll, it's that's pretty high um, for some of the issues they're having feel of play is and all that is important but like lack of maps lack of you know modes it's 87 is high especially considering this is all going to come under halo infinite so this is going to really have an issue with like when the reviews come out for halo infinite and you look at the metacritic score over time this is going to kind of have some weight i think uh you know so even if the campaign stinks there will be all these reviews from pre-campaign matt what do you make of this whole thing and the score but like especially also what they're doing with reviews here
1: yeah, it's weird. I, I assume these are all like review in progress. Otherwise, on Open right. Critic, you'd have to have two separate titles. You'd have to have Halo Infinite and Halo Infinite Multiplayer. Right. Uh, I think that 87, you're right. It might be a... I don't know. It's tough because it feels so good. It's It's really good classic Halo. But I do personally have an issue with the lack of maps. I think that's not great. But... Technically, it's also beta. So you're reviewing beta. So I, I don't know. It's it's a tough situation. I, Yeah. These outlets have to go put reviews out, but it is it just feels early. It feels weird.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. We won't harp on it forever. But yeah, it, it's an interesting thing to not only have that score, but also have that review early. Now We're going to be talking about Halo a little bit later in the show. But our first story today is actually about a franchise you may not have heard about in a while bioshock and in fact the next bioshock is rumored to be named bioshock isolation with a reveal coming uh, so this is all of course rumored a reveal coming in the first quarter of 2022 uh, this leak comes from an anonymous twitter user named oops leaks <laughs> who has been leaking bioshock information for a few months now to no fanfare <laughs> until now hmm so first off you know, does this feel valid? Are we seeing like people validating this from the community? Is this kind of getting this seems to be getting some traction, right? Um, so that's something to question. But also, mm-hmm. is this something we're interested in? Matt, uh, I'll go to you at least for the first question.
1: I am interested in this. I loved Bioshock Infinite. I didn't finish Bioshock one, but what I played, I, I liked and I never touched Bioshock two. I really do want to go back. I, I actually own the I don't remember what they what they called it when they packaged it but the definitive edition with with all of them. I mm-hmm. I do actually own that and I really should play it at some point. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I know it no Ken Levine, but BioShock 2 didn't have Ken Levine either. And people like that, I know it's the lesser loved of the 3, but people still people still liked it. I don't know if you if you put together a good team who took a lot of time to to really make something here. I think you could have something special. Now, I will say part of the rumors have been that it might potentially be open world, which I don't think is right for Bioshock. No, although I think if you do it correctly, it could work. If you look at something like Deus Ex in in their open world game, Mankind Divided. I don't know if any of the others in the series were um, were open world, but you can do an immersive sim open world like it can be done. It's just a little bit harder. I think it's it's better when it's a little bit more linear and you have different ways of tackling um, different objectives. But I don't know. Like, I think you can do Bioshock different ways. I think Infinite was such a different take on what we'd seen from the first two games anyway, that I feel like you can really do something different
0: with Bioshock. So I am excited. What about you, Paul? Yeah, I mean, i it's funny we're talking about uh, games with the suffix infinite a lot uh, today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny we talk about like, all the infinity games and in infinite. Uh, you know, this, this already was kind of a thing like 10 years ago, which is kind of funny to look at. But yeah, I, I ultimately... I liked I played Bioshock one it was a lot of fun uh, after like you uh, after I played Bioshock Infinite, which kind of really got me into it like obviously I, I messed with it when I was younger before infinite but that got me back into Bioshock and I played the first one never played two same experience uh, but yeah I, I mean I'm interested in another Bioshock it'll be for sure if it's cool and, and and goes back to roots I'm not really crazy I mean I'm sure you could do a good open world Bioshock game but like also you could just use any IP for that I don't really see the point of using the Bioshock IP for something like that. I think part of what's what's really kind of intrinsic to that franchise is the gameplay style and the way that it's told in like hallways and 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 you know courtyards and things like that if you look at infinite. But uh, yeah, I, I think it sounds cool. Isolation immediately makes me think of alien isolation. Yeah, and I just imagine like big daddies coming out of rafters and stuff <laughs> like that. And you have to like be quiet, uh, which actually sounds awesome. I think that'd be a really good mod for alien isolation if they just changed it so that it's all Bioshock. Wouldn't be too hard, but yeah, I, th- I think it sounds fun. Hopefully this is a real rumor and we can expect to hear something from this because we have not heard anything about, I mean, anything new games for Bioshock in like eight years, sort of like nine years. So
1: I credit Bioshock infinite was sort of being my triumphant return to video games back in 2013. It was a, it was a big de- that 2013 was big for me and getting back into games and Bioshock infinite was a huge part of that. So yeah, I, I would love to to see what they can do with Bioshock going forward. Now, I will also say, sort of tangentially related, Ken Levine, Ghost Story Games, they've been working on for something for a while here now. There are rumors that that's going to be revealed finally
0: during the Game Awards. So uh, I'm excited about that as well. Yeah, a lot of Bioshock-adjacent news hopefully coming out soon. So Or just like, you know, part of the team and everything. So awesome to see that. That's a, that's a pretty new rumor too, Matt, right? That's like uh, just today as well, right? Today or yesterday, yeah. All right, so good to mention it. Let's move into talking about Halo again. I, I promise we won't talk about Halo forever, but you know, right now there's just so many Halo stories everyone wants to talk about it. First off, Halo Infinite's head of design, Jerry Hook, says he, quote, feels everyone's pain on multiplayer progression, and then it's the top of the priority list when the team returns from holiday this week. Uh, he tweeted about it yesterday evening. Uh, people were asking him, you know, because he said he doesn't play it. Uh, he's playing different stuff on his holidays uh, hmm. People were asking him, you know, well, do you even know what's going on here in Halo? Like, you even have fun in it? And he's like, I played it. I know what's going on. I know the issue. We're going get, to get working on that. I just, here's the thing. I mean, they've talked about this ad nauseum, but it's getting worse, especially with like the, the event uh, that's happened recently. It's, it's you know, one week and then it comes back again in a couple of months and, and things like that. And it was only just one mode. It, it, was, it was weird. Uh, and there was a lot of marketing around it as if it were. You know, some big thing uh, as if they really even needed that when, you know, the game itself is kind of a big thing right now. But yeah, I, it's hard for me to imagine them tweaking this in a way that will fix the issue without like totally overhauling the battle pass. I think players have spoken and players have said that they want progression based on games played and how well they did in the games uh, and that kind of stuff. And frankly, it needs to be fixed. Now, I also saw people saying, uh, you know, the flip side things online. I saw people saying that, you know, those objective based battle passes in Halo uh, or sorry, not the flip side to to kind of join into that. The objective based uh, battle passes work better in like battle royale games like Fortnite or something where, you know, you're kind of playing on your own and you can go off and run off and do something. It's not going to affect the game because at some point you're either going to get God or you're not. Right whereas in like a, a a game where you're supposed to win and get a score as like part of a team uh, having people run off to do like objectives is distracting sometimes i don't think the distracting thing is as much of an issue but more just like the speed of it and the fact that the challenges should be on top of just getting something for playing and winning and and doing that kind of stuff. Cause as it stands right now, winning a game or losing a game or doing well in a game or doing bad in a game doesn't really get you anything. And again, I know that like playing the game should be its own reward and should be fun. But in 2021, if you put a battle pass system and a progression system in your game, then it should match the battle passes and progression systems of every other game. It should feel good. Don't put a shitty one in (laughs) Matt.
1: Yeah, the way that ranked mode progression works is probably actually how the battle pass progression should work with with challenges tacked on. Like if you want to do challenges to get some extra stuff, sure, go for it. But that really can't be the main way to progress. That's something that needs to be fixed. I think it will be fixed. I I do think it's a legitimate excuse that this all happened around the holiday And so, you know, they they just don't have all their their people ready to go. But I I hope between Thanksgiving and and Christmas and on, you know, in in that little middle ground between the two holidays, hopefully they they take a hard look and and can do some adjustments at that time. Because people over Christmas break, people are going to want to be playing a lot of Halo Infinite and hopefully it's in good
0: shape. Campaign will be out at that point. There'll be people probably jumping into that. You know, there is going to be a lot of eyes on Halo reviews coming out. Uh, it would be a good time to get in there and, and mess around. But again, as I've said it before, they've known about this for months. People have been talking about this since the first test flight. They've had a lot of time to make changes. Now, obviously, I know they had to rush a product. There is business to it, but still, it's uh, it's a bit of a bummer that it's going to be a while. And they've said that.
1: The feedback is very clear at this point. If they don't make drastic changes to it, then I, what are you doing?
0: I think if they don't make drastic changes at this point, the game will the game will suffer immensely. Absolutely, I, I think there's a lot of people. Maybe not me, but there's a lot of people out there who. You know, if a progression system's bad or even just like a lot of younger people, I hate to be like ageist who only ever played games with progression systems like this. And that's kind of to them, that's like part of the game. Like that's like a necessary part of the game, not even just like if you have one, put a good one in. But like games have to have one and they have to feel good and they have to reward me. You know, that happens. And there's a lot of players like that, or even just people my age or older who just got used to it. And that's what they need now. And that's, that's fine. And you know, I mean, it is what it is. Um, It's business, right? And they have to figure out how to cater to that or they're going to be in trouble. Speaking of some other complaints people have about Halo, uh, Halo Infinite cheating, uh has begun here of course as the game has started so of course there's cheaters and console players are calling on 343 to let them disable crossplay. so this is a pretty big thing we're seeing in the community now a lot of people speaking out there's been a couple articles uh, i don't think it's in you know, i don't think it's endemic to the entire community but yeah there's a lot of people speaking out saying that you know the pcs obviously have more uh cheating things there's just more apparatuses and things to to, to use to to you know have cheats aimbots, that kind of stuff uh and yeah so console players are saying you know why are we have to why do we have to suffer what would the pc players have to deal with um but at the same time crossplay is awesome and i feel like everyone's been fighting for and wanting and like begging for crossplay for like decades not de- you know what i mean like the last 15 years probably everyone's been like it'd be great if i could play with my friends on pc or yeah. my friends on ps2 and ps2 whatever you know what i mean playstation and uh i i just think that it sucks to to say, you know, let's get rid of crossplay. Now I saw people saying, you know, maybe it'd make it console crossplay, right? I don't think anyone's complaining that they can't play on, you know, I would like to play with my friends on PlayStation, whatever. But this is Halo, right? So it's only on PC and Xbox. I think I I don't run into cheaters that much. Now I know like a free-to-play game obviously has more cheating sort of to it often just because there's an easier, you know, a lower barrier to entry, right, to get into it. But still, I just I've played a lot of shooters and I in a lot of games like that, and I just I guess I I maybe maybe count on one hand the amount of times I really thought someone was cheating but I just even then I I can't even really do that. Matt, do you have a similar experience? Like do you think it's worth it to to shut down crossplay just for like the potential of cheating? So here's my secret.
1: Um if you're just not very good at the game, then you really can't tell if people are cheating or not because everyone's better
0: than you. Exa- that's kind of how I feel honestly. I always just feel like if someone's doing really well, I'm like they're really good, I guess.
1: Until they can get the issue figured out, I think it's, yeah, I mean, I think that's an okay thing to do is just turn off crossplay until you get it figured out. Hopefully, it only takes a few days, though. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it should be a thing where crossplay is down for a month or, or at least, yeah, making it make it something you can opt out of. I, I don't know.
0: It just These people make it sound like they want it to be gone from the game, like they don't think crossplay should exist. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not on board for that. That's ridiculous. Don't don't get that. Just
1: opt out of it. Yeah. Opt out is interesting. I don't mind an opt out, maybe. Throw the opt out in there. And if it is in there, then stop complaining, people. I just don't think, I mean, if you're playing ranked, then yeah, it it becomes an issue because people are playing competitively and they're being serious about it. But in just casual quick play matches, if I run into a cheater, yeah, it sucks and it's going to ruin the experience of that game
0: but i don't know i just it's not gonna ruin my night I don't care that much. Cheaters often aren't even that good. Like, it's it's really sad, the cheating community. Just all these, like, a lot of, there's, like, these weird guys on Twitch who, like, go on and, like, pri- like pridefully talk about how they're, like, aimbotting and then they still lose every game. And it's just, like, sad. <laughs> and it's just, like, it doesn't even guarantee you a win. It's just, like, it's just kind of a sad thing. Anyway, regardless, uh, I hope either it gets fixed or people just uh, deal with it.
1: Ideally, yes, it shouldn't be in the game. It should be stomped out by the developers. But if it is and it's really not that big of an issue, I don't know. Like it, it still sucks. But like, yes, ideally, they can they can put a stop to it and they should.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, moving on to something pretty interesting for Matt and I to talk about here. Uh, Some MMO news. Dimensional Inc. Studios, the latest name for the Austin, Texas branch of Daybreak Game Company, a division of EG7. (laughs) There's a lot going on. is working on a, quote, Marvel IP-based massively multiplayer online game, end quote, according to an investor presentation. Uh, Development of this so far unannounced MMO is led by Jack Emmert, who co-founded Cryptic Studios, designed and helmed City of Heroes, and currently leads the 10-year-old DC Universe Online. Cryptic Studios worked on Marvel Universe Online in 2006, uh, before Microsoft canceled it in 2008, uh, and then uh, Marvel universe online was later reborn as cryptics champions online. So it was initially going to be a Marvel game. Marvel kind of came in, muddied the waters, like said, they didn't like it. They wanted something else. And then they basically like fucked over the whole studio and then they made it champions online. And then they got mad at them because you could make Marvel heroes with the champion combinations. It's, it's, it's a (laughs) huge mess. So this kind of like screwed up a lot of like it kind of like the lawsuits kind of messed up Champions Online, which was kind of a cool like successor to City of Heroes. Uh, and then DC Universe Online came out and that was pretty cool, but like not as cool anyway. So apparently there's going to be a new Marvel game from these people. Uh, Matt, it, do you care?
1: <laughs> I care from the standpoint that it's a new MMO. Yeah,
0: I will. I will mention, sorry, that this was a this is something they were rumored to have worked on in 2018 and then got canceled. And now it's back, too. So this is like, OK, this has already had some issues. I mean,
1: it's a Western MMO. So, yeah, I am going to yeah. be following this. I'm going to be excited about it, even though I care nothing about
0: Wolverine like, Claws, Wolverine Claws. <laughs>
1: yeah, OK. Aside from Spider-Man and X-Men, I really don't care anything for Marvel, but I liked City of Heroes back in the day. I Damn. mean, a superhero MMO, if done well, I think could be really freaking cool. Agreed. So, yeah, I'm a little bit excited about this. I just don't know. It's so hard to picture a superhero MMO in the 2020s. Like, it's it's hard for me to picture what that looks like when we've seen City of Heroes and DC Universe Online and all that kind of stuff. It's just hard to, to, to picture what it would look like. I don't think it's going to be like some tab target game. I I, I think it's going to be some... I don't know, action combat thing that, but how is it going to work? It's a, it's always weird in these kind of games where every player is a superhero. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I I don't know. I think they worked more in the past because there were like technical limitations that made it so that you just couldn't be that cool. Like you could be a cool superhero and it was like impressive that they could do that in an MMO, but also it's like, Oh, I understand. They can't make them too cool because of technology, but now they don't have that excuse. And I'm worried that like, Because the technology is there and exists for them to make a really crazy like over the top. It'd be weird to balance that and see that in a world where everyone's like a like a 2021 technology superhero. You know what I mean? (laughs) It could be a little over the top in terms of like how wild it could look. Um, And that might, I don't know, just be uncanny. I, I'll say though, I mean, I loved City of Heroes, City of Villains. I enjoy, I enjoyed Champions Online. I played that too a little bit. Um, I actually really liked DC Universe Online. I didn't like, I didn't play it for a long time, um, but I did play a trial of that uh, for. I don't know. I just kept re-downloading it because the the character creator was very cool, and you could make some pretty interesting characters. I, I've seen some people say they didn't like it. I, I liked it, like the character creator, um, and you could really mix and match some pretty awesome superheroes so yeah i have a blast making superheroes i i love the like the the fantasy of it like getting laser eyes or ice breath or or flying or versus like i know i think it was city of heroes or or maybe it was one of them you could like or Maybe it was DC Universe where you could pick like, do you either fly or you have super speed or you have like a thing where you could like grapple really well, like you have agility, and I, that's so cool to me. I love having those options. So yeah, anyway, I, I would be super cyclops. Obviously, I'm a big Marvel stan as well. So yeah, it's it's really my kind of thing i'm pretty worried about them actually being able to pull this off but having like i don't know disney in there now with their with their cash and their vision for marvel i i have the feeling that maybe it won't go as badly as it did back in the the mid to late 2000s before that that big acquisition and change so we'll have to see i'm a little
1: surprised that daybreak is getting the opportunity to do this instead of uh i mean There's not a lot of like MMO companies out there. Daybreak is one of them. So they have experience with it. It's not the greatest experience in the world, but I'm a little surprised that it wasn't some different group that got this, but whatever. Good luck to them.
0: It sounds like they really want to make like the modern next generation of like these cities, like these, these what's come before. Right. So I think they're like going for the people who have made every superhero game in the past, superhero MMO in the past. And they're like, okay, well, like you guys can you guys can do it again, right? With our with our franchise. Um, also worth mentioning, uh, stuff came out of this. EJ Seven, who of course owns these licenses and studios, also plans a major revamp of Lotro, Lord of the Rings Online. We just talked about this a couple weeks ago, with updated visuals and a console release to coincide with the Lord of the Rings Amazon show. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> this game is like fifteen years old. Uh, We just played it. They already had a visual upgrade and it didn't make it good enough. Um, But maybe one more step. But imagining putting it on Xbox and PlayStation in 2022 to coincide with the show. Is that even that's not a good marketing strategy. I'm not going to watch that and be like, I have to get into this 15 year old world.
1: Yeah, that seems like a waste of time putting it on console. A visual upgrade. That's cool because I do imagine that, you know, the show is going to get you a few people interested in checking it out. And if they mm-hmm. see those older outdated graphics, they're
0: just going to shut it down right away. It actually doesn't look bad for a 15 year old game with already like the, the updates they've done uh, probably in the last five years or so. Right. So another slap of paint on that might make it at least look good enough that you try it until you get in and you realize that the mechanics are 15 years old. That's the yeah. kind of the, the kicker, right?
1: Yeah, it really I don't know. I I'm sad that the new Lord of the Rings MMO that was supposed to happen with was it was Amazon and uh yeah, some it was a Chinese company. I don't remember what it was. And it and it, it fell through. And I'm sad that that's not going to happen, but I guess this is the next best thing.
0: Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, also worth mentioning too, they also, since we did talk about DC Universe Online, they're also going to do a graphics overhaul of that game because right? it's the 10-year anniversary. That was kind of the whole thing for this whole exciting thing. Uh, and also the large ex- largest expansion they've had yet. So that game is is nowhere near dead. I wow. thought DC Universe Online was kind of on life support, but apparently not. Apparently, it's getting, People do still play it. Yeah, maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll get in there because uh, I, I liked it before. So you never know. I want to just play a superhero MMO really bad. All right, let's uh, talk about something else here. Let's move on because we're talking again about some some advanced invest, investor stuff, some investor presentations. CD Project Red information details from the latest financial report were posted today on various tweets, uh, showing kind of the deck from the presentation. Uh, a couple things were gleaned from this information. First off, next gen Cyberpunk and Witcher versions are on track to meet target dates. Is what they say. So good right? I mean, that's... Well, the new target dates, I guess, not the yeah. original target yeah. dates. <laughs> yeah. But apparently they're on track for the new ones that they picked. So yeah, no shit. You pick dates. Well, not necessarily no shit, but like, because they've done that before where they pick dates that they can't meet. But okay, now you've maybe picked dates that you can meet. Cool. The company is also gradually shifting to new products while supporting Cyberpunk, which is interesting. There was a lot, like almost half the company working on supporting Cyberpunk, like at the end of last year, which makes sense. And now they're moving to a pretty low amount, like less than 20%, I think. And uh, a bunch of people are actually working on a Cyberpunk expansion, evidently. That's kind of one of the biggest projects that's going on in the company now. Uh, Okay. I mean, is that is that what we want as an expansion? I guess it's not maybe not for us, right? It's for the people who really love Cyberpunk, right?
1: <laughs> I do think that's a good idea just because if it's anything like the Witcher expansions, those two expansions, it's essentially going to be its own standalone game, at least the storyline and the amount of content that should be in there. So, I mean, I, I think that's fine. I, I, I hope that, you know, th- there are still people sitting back, working on the original game, fixing that up, making that a better product than it was at launch. But yeah, I I mean, the next step is doing one of the CD Projekt
0: Red expansions that are big-ass games, essentially. I think that makes sense, though. I mean, yeah, because ultimately... You know, besides the bugs, I think a lot of people did come out say and say that there just wasn't enough side stuff in Cyberpunk. You know, there was like a d- pretty good main story, but the world didn't feel full enough. Like there just wasn't enough stuff to do. Uh, and so I think like having a standalone story focused expansion would be really nice. Um, maybe add a bunch of side quests and stuff. And I think, yeah, people would probably be, you know, a little more add that in, you know, come up with like a definitive edition. And I think that might, you know, draw people, just be enough game, right? That people will be happy with what they got. Yeah. Also, kind of sad news, uh, you know, because the CD Projekt also owns GOG. GOG lost money and will be apparently restructured next year. So I don't know what that necessarily means, but it kind of sucks to see it uh, due to the potential loss of old games and DRM-free games. I mean, I'm not like, I just, the problem is there just aren't enough people who care about DRM-free and even old games. And so that makes sense why they're not making enough money on it. You can't sell old games for that much money. You know, the Fallout 1 or something like that. How much are you going to sell that for? And also, again, there's so many online stores now I mean, people buy shit on their Apple phone, their iPhones and their, their Android phones. People buy stuff on steam, you know, people just aren't that concerned about DRM free. I I think most people don't even understand what that is. Like a lot of, you know, layman. And so, yeah, but kind of a bummer because it was cool to have that option.
1: Yeah. I mean, as a digital store, it's so hard to compete. I mean, steam is the king. You have Epic, which has so much money behind it that they are just giving, they give away so many free games. So it's like, how do you, how do you compete with that? If you're, I mean, I I guess, yes, their thing is that there are DRM free games, but like you said, who really, there, most people don't care. Like the vocal people do, but most people don't care because they don't
0: even know what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just becoming less and less obvious for better or for worse. It's just everything's become so licensed. It's hard to really it's hard to really make that argument that it's even worth it for most people because you have probably already own everything else licensed to something anyway. Right. So it's like, ah, what's well, one more thing? Um, all right. Let's move into some quick stories for the day. First off, something I'm pretty excited about. Sea of Thieves Season 5 Official content content update video came out today uh and it is awesome there's like a, obviously a bunch of new cosmetics and stuff which are really cool but also there's fireworks which are really cool you can shoot off the edge of your ship there's flares now that go along with that too so you can like light up the sky you can show people where you are sos that kind of thing you can now sit and sleep uh, which is pretty cool and sleeping in a bed like in your ship um recovers your health which is really really cool Oh, i like that. Uh, and people can kind of come and like you know you know yell at you and (laughs) we were doing it that was in the video it's pretty funny um also the like kind of like the talk horn that big like megaphone thing you have to like yell um you can actually turn that around now and use it to whisper just at someone in the line of sight from the megaphone so it's kind of like a it's like a little you know hone the hone your speech in which is kind of neat i don't really use the voice to talk very much in that just because you know you and i and stuff always play on discord and just chat with each other but it's uh it's cool to have that because i think that's a, a great part of the game uh, also they put a fucking cannon on a rowboat and that's pretty cool too now good so call act, really good call because robots really have no i mean you can get the treasure back and forth but i don't know it's just nice to have a little bit of uh something interesting on there i'm sure it won't be like easy to use or anything but it's just cool that there's something on there so that's exciting and of course along with a bunch of other cosmetics and stuff matt i, I don't know i might want to get back and play some sea of thieves again this is pretty pretty cool stuff
1: yeah i agree we need to get back into it finish up some of that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean content. Yeah. These are all really good additions. I really think flares. I think that's a really good idea yeah. and much needed because yeah, yeah. If, if you're playing with someone else and you're not necessarily on voice chat, and it's like, where the hell is he?
0: Yeah, <laughs> shoot absolutely. up a flare,
1: and uh, now you can go find him. So I think that's a really good idea. I think cannons on rowboats is a really good idea. Adds it's a, fun a idea. little little bit of offense to the rowboat, which was completely helpless before. So I think that's a good idea. I, I I love where this game has gone and where it's gone from launch. And I will say it to the end of time. Sea of Thieves is one of my favorite games of all time.
0: Yeah. It's just it's just fun, and this just adds to that, right? Like, who cares? Yeah, is it ridiculous there's a the cannon on the rowboat? Yeah, of course, but it's fun. Also, do you need fireworks that shoot off your ship? No, it doesn't do anything. It's just cool. <laughs> it's just fun. You can sit with your buds, play a little sea shanty, and shoot some fireworks. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, so, yeah, that's some cool stuff. Uh, as well, among the over 1 trillion visits to U.S. retail sites measured by Adobe, the Xbox Series S was among the top-selling items thus far for Black Friday 2021. This uh, evidently outsold Xbox Series X and PS5. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not much... It's just kind of interesting to point out, but it's not much of a story because it's it was on shelves. That's the reason why it outsold these. I mean, you just can't get the other ones, right? I mean, that's... <laughs>
1: right that's probably it how is adobe the one that's measuring this i don't understand
0: i don't understand either i was going to look it up and then i didn't so true story um maybe i'll do that for the future that will be a correction tomorrow just let everyone know what the fuck the reasoning was for that
1: our our very own groove josh just got a series x today Series S, Series S. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant. Series yeah. S. Yeah, yeah,
0: he did. And uh, I mean, I don't think he's, you know, he's been at work, hasn't had a huge uh, chance to play yet, I think. But uh, yeah, ultimately, I think it's one of those. It's a great pickup. He's happy about it, the size of it. Uh, I, I really, really wanted a Series S. I was so close to buying one because I was playing mostly on my launch Xbox One. Uh, That was my main gaming system and I was loving just Game Pass and I just wanted a Game Pass machine that ran a little bit better, had the SSD and that was kind of the natural logical upgrade. I ended up getting a gaming laptop instead, which I'm very happy with, but the Series S to me is still one of like the, like just like form function to value to how much it can do, you know, how little it can't really, there's very little it can't do, you know what I mean? Except like 4K, you know, 120. And so, I don't know. I just think that, it's a very, very good machine. I think one of the best consoles they made.
1: Now, let me say this real quick. And this is not... I, I'm not calling you out, Josh. I know you're listening to this. I'm not calling you out. But I want to know. I'm curious, okay? I'm, this is a legitimate question. If you have a gaming PC
0: and you have Game Pass, why do you need a Series S? I don't get it. Yeah, this is my, this is my reasoning too. But I will tell you now, actually, I've been having this experience where I... I've thought about still getting a series S because I got this gaming laptop specifically so I could maybe move it around the house. Maybe I could plug it into the TV downstairs while I'm sitting back on the couch. This is the thing, right? And so what if I want to play a game while sitting on the couch, Right, maybe right. With my, my wife there, this is a scenario where it's a little janky. It's still a little janky. I'll plug it in. The resolution will kind of have to fuck with it. And then eventually like there'll be some weird thing. And it's, a, it's, I don't know, I have to download a driver or something for the game and now I'm like down on my hands and knees like with a touchpad like trying to download the driver. It's kind of a thing. Um maybe if I could like really wire my house so like my PC can like connect to my TV in another room with like walls with the HDMI or something, but honestly at this point it, it kind of would be easier to have both. I I, I get for 300 bucks, I kind of get it, you know?
1: All right, all right. I get it. That's fair.
0: Yeah um also uh one last quick story of the day cd project red we're talking about them again or cd project rather says it's way too early for cyberpunk 2077 to come to xbox game pass as we were just talking about um that's because uh ccd or sorry pardon me cyberpunk 2077 showed up in a marketing video for game pass this week uh which was kind of weird uh so people were kind of asking oh it was in a marketing video for game pass is this going to be a game pass game you know we saw the witcher 3 was on there for a while and they had to say hey listen no Uh, we still have a lot of money to make from this game, I think, with basically what they said. You know, we're still selling. We're not really interested in putting that on Game Pass. For They basically said they have no current plans to do it, so it'll be a while, I think, before anything like that would materialize. It it almost seems like it'd be a good idea to toss it on there because I think there's a lot of people who are hesitant to buy it to see how it's going to run their system but then if they bought it and then the expansion comes out and you need to pay for that they'd all, you'd have all these people with an install base now who would definitely buy the expansion if they realized the game wasn't so bad you know what i mean
1: yeah that's that's what i'm thinking too uh, unless they're just lying and it's in the marketing material because it actually is coming to game pass soon and they're just playing it off i do think that you're right it, it could happen around the time the first expansion comes out you get people who have the base game for free, essentially, and then they buy the expansion. It's not going to be this. I don't think it's going to be the same crowd where people bought Witcher 3 multiple times with yeah. the definitive edition and bought the DLCs and all that. I, I think it's it's a different situation. Like If you give the base game away for free, yeah, you you'll
0: sell the expansions, but I don't know if you're going to sell both to people who are a little hesitant. Yeah, it's like the Marvel Avengers thing, but with the hope that maybe it's actually like a better game, right? But it's the same kind of thing where like that game clearly wasn't selling very well. uh, And then they, but they had all these microtransactions they wanted to make money on. So they put it for free on PS Now and then Game Pass. Now it's a different scenario, of course. It's not the microtransaction thing. And I think Cyberpunk legitimately is a better game than Avengers you know, when it works. And I think if they can kind of work with that and smooth. And again, it's one of those things that like, I'm worried it's buggy so much that I don't want to pay 30, 40, 50 bucks or whatever for it. Right. But if I could just try it and then I find out, hey, it's not so buggy or whatever, then, you know, I'd play it, I'd enjoy it, and then I'd probably buy expansion content. So I I think it's a no-brainer for them at this point to not put it out for free, but maybe put it on one of these game subscription services. I think it would dispel a lot of the issues. Or, I mean, if the issues are there, well, then I guess they're there just as much as they always were. It's not going to, well, fuck it, right? (laughs) Oh, it's buggy.
1: It's definitely coming after the uh next the official next gen versions come out at least yeah
0: i think so too all right well you know what matt's uh that is going to be it for today's gg replay but before everyone heads out of here i just want to remind you all at home that we do have a website goodnightgrooves.com over there you can find everything including our podcasts our blog uh, and links to all of our socials also if you're feeling extra generous and you really like the content we do we do have a patreon over at patreon.com slash goodnight groups um, where we have three different uh, subscription tiers and the three dollar plus tier will give you early access to our all-encompassing gaming podcast game groups which comes out on a sunday but normally uh, normally but you could be listening to it on a friday if you're a patron also, if you're enjoying this podcast on a podcast app, make sure to give it a five-star review. And uh, also, if you want to like write a little something in the review, that's awesome. We'll read it on the air. We appreciate all of our listener feedback. Any and all of your support is greatly appreciated, and will go a long way in improving what we do here at Goodnight Groups. Matt, do you have anything else to say before we head out of here for this Monday?
1: Shout out to uh, Halo Infinite, because I, I'm not sure we mentioned it enough in this episode.
0: I'm not sure we've mentioned it enough in the last two weeks. I think we should really... We might have to make a Halo Infinite-only podcast because we're just not talking about them enough and they need their own time.
1: If it's not part of every single news story, then it's probably not being mentioned enough.
0: Yeah, I think that's the case. It's like uh, it's like Riot for the last uh, two weeks, too. I'm yeah. like, really, This is like the first episode in a long time I feel like we haven't talked about Riot.
1: Yeah, it does <laughs> All, right. All
0: right, well, make sure you come back on Wednesday where we're just talking only about Riot. Uh, I'm just kidding. And uh, until then goodnight groups.